Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today, Alex and I are going to sit down in a head-to-head lost city competition. I, I guess we're archaeologists <laughs> again. That's what I was like. <laughs> we're archaeologists uh, prepping missions to find lost cities and their treasures within in the game Lost Cities. Uh, Lost Cities is a classic game. It's been around since 1999. Uh, Rainier Kinesia uh, game and uh, distributed by Cosmos in the U.S. Um, this game, I think it was for a while it was harder to get, but lately it seems like it's easy, a lot easier to find and put, get your hands on. And uh, it is a I feel like it was always easy to get. <laughs> I remember trying to find it one time and finding that it was difficult. This was like a couple years ago, but maybe I was just... It, I think it may have been in between the times where they were... Because they reprinted it recently. Yeah. So I yeah. think, I think so, that may have been somewhere around there. Yeah. It was uh, It was definitely that. Because I remember like being like, man, I, everyone's got this game, but I can't seem to find it. So there was that weird area uh, period. But now it is very easy to find, and it's cheap. I think it's only like around 20 25 bucks to pick up um, all over the place. So it is a well-known game, and I think one of uh, Rainier Kinesia's um, um, early big success games. It's a push-your-luck style of mechanism that you're using to get going with these um, uh, missions and the preps. But it's got some interesting parts to it that we'll get into in just a second here about explain in the explanation about when you uh, start an expedition you've got to make sure that you're going to have enough points to cover it because the expedition costs money to do that or resources so Alex let's just jump right into how we play the game well I didn't know you were going to jump into it man now oh geez all, all right well, let's ease into no, it <laughs> okay if we're going to ease into it then I think I'll be fine all right so <laughs> all, right. <clears throat> all right basically the game is made up of uh, a deck of 60 cards and you've got like a Basically, you have a board that isn't absolutely necessary, but is there to uh, be your discards. Uh, this deck is made up of, uh, let's see, five different suits, although they're basically, they're, they're, thematically, they're the different expeditions that you can go on, uh, and they are numbered two through ten, and also uh, for each of the expeditions, there are three, I think they're contracts is what they call them, or investments, I'm not really sure which one they go with. Uh, so there's three f- three basically duplicate investments and the numbers two through ten. Uh, what's going to happen is that deck gets shuffled up. Each player, each of the two players will get eight cards. <clears throat> I have no idea if there's supposed to be a particular starting player, but uh, I think we just randomly pick. Uh, and then on your turn, you will basically always play a card and then you will draw a card, which is a little bit backwards from most games. Most games, you usually draw a card, then play a card. This ratchets up the tension and it, it, you feel so much tension in this by playing a card <laughs> first. Uh, when you play a card, you can either play a card to add it to one of the five different expeditions and the board indicates where all of those expeditions are because, again, the board will have uh, discard things for each particular color. So if you're, say, playing a red card uh, then you will put it on on your side of the board underneath the red discard area to say oh i'm i'm starting this expedition or adding to this expedition or instead of playing on an expedition you can decide to discard the card if you're like i'm never going to use this it's just kind of mucking up my hand and discard it 
Uh, after you are, have played slash discarded a card, you then have the opportunity to draw a card. Now, you can either draw a card from the uh, face-down draw pile, or you can pick up one of the discarded cards. This could be one of the discarded cards that you discarded at some point in time, or it can be something that someone else discarded. It doesn't matter who discarded it. You can pick up one of those discards, and it can be from any of the five discard piles. Uh, and this continues on uh, until that draw deck runs out. Once that draw deck runs out, the game ends and you total up your score. How scoring works is based on what expeditions you've gone on and how and how well you've done the expedition. So basically, you always think of it as if you haven't gone on an exp any particular expedition, so let's say you didn't put any cards in the yellow expedition, you score zero points for that. If you have gone on an expedition, basically you start with negative 20 points. Uh, so going on an expedition puts you in the hole, like any expedition would. Uh, <laughs> but you earn points back depending on what you put in there. So, for example, if you put an 8 in there, that's plus 8. Let's say you put an 8, 9, and a 10. Well, that's 8 plus 9 plus 10. So that is a total of, let's see if I can do quick math, uh, <laughs> 27 points. But since every expedition starts with negative 20, that means you actually only scored a total of 7 points for that expedition. If you all you put in there was a 2 and you couldn't do anything else, maybe you shouldn't have gone on that expedition, but then you would score <laughs> negative 18 points for that particular expedition. Now, I did mention that there are a little... Yeah. <laughs> it looked really nice, but I didn't want to go anymore. <laughs> it's more of a vacation saw, than an expedition. I saw a scary bat, and I just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. No. I don't want to touch it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I did mention that there are contract cards. Um, contract cards are essentially cards that you can play before you play any of the numbered cards. So you can think of them as zeros, but they really aren't zeros. These are the multipliers of it. So when you play a contract, you're saying, I'm going to do, or at least you're theoretically saying that I think I'm going to do really well at this. You're doing making an investment. Uh, and Whatever it is, you will multiply whatever you have by a certain amount. How much you multiply it is dependent on how many contracts uh, you put down before it. If you put one down, you will double whatever the total is. Uh, if you put two down, you will triple whatever the total is. And if you put three down, you will quadruple whatever that total is. Now, mind you, it will be quadruple, triple, double of whatever the total was. Uh, so if you happen to have put down one contract and just a two, again, it's the two minus the 20. So you have negative 18 and then you double that. So that's negative, uh, you, you know, it, I'm on 36. There we go. I did it. <laughs> All right. So it's negative 36 points, which is horrible. So basically you do not want to put down contracts unless you think you can do pretty decent so if you're sitting with a hand where it's like oh i've got you know the eight and the nine yeah sure i'll put the contract down for that um but that's basically it once you add up all of the different expeditions that you've gone on that is your total score whoever had the highest score wins yeah there you go and um did you say this that the contracts you have to put it in descending order right like you can't put a contract later on you have to do it at the beginning right they, they yeah. all have to be put before you put any numbers down yes and then when you place numbers down i did not mention that they do have to increase in order so if you've played the eight you could no longer play anything lower than the eight so you can't play the seven the six they have to be played in order I yeah including the that. contracts yeah 
yeah, yeah. So that and that's where the the interesting part comes in because you'll have uh, in your hand cards that you probably don't need, but also know that your opponent needs and don't want to get rid of. Like if you see them starting uh, blue and they have two contracts in blue and the two down, and you have three and four in blue, you're just gonna hold on to those <laughs> because which you, is really you, irritating. <laughs> yeah, it's very annoying. But um, but that's it, 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 the interesting part of the strategy is knowing. Uh, or trying to figure out what they might be going for, kind of guessing what they might have in their hand that that you need, and um, withholding stuff from them if possible. Um, or it's, you can be strategic in you know giving them something to make them you know when they pick up from the discard piles. Maybe you do have a color that isn't a lot of points. Like let's say you do have the three blue. Um, it's not a ton of points. It's a it's points so you got to consider that but maybe it's worth discarding that to uh be able to draw from the uh draw pile on your turn versus them just picking up something that they know is going to score uh the other thing because of the fact that the draw pile determines the length of the game you can extend the game by doing that you can discard into the middle or draw from the middle versus the draw pile i haven't used that that much um i feel like it all the time it, it depends I mean, on how drive, well I'm doing, I guess. If I'm doing yeah. really good, like if, if I'm sitting there going, I need to play like six cards, I need more time, <laughs> I will definitely start drawing from the discard piles. Right, sure, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I I, I tended to not use it that much, and um, I don't know, I guess it just didn't work out as well for me. Because <laughs> I usually needed, I usually needed to, like it usually timed out that, or maybe I didn't think about it until too late, because um, I started realizing, well, there's only three cards left in the deck. If I draw from the discard pile, he's definitely going to draw from there, and he might get better cards. <laughs> so that was probably not the best way to think about it. It's probably better to think of that strategy a little earlier. Um, you can't, you can't think about it as what cards might they draw. You have to think about it as I know, what cards I do I want to play. That is always but what the if way they draw the best it. cards? <laughs> <laughs> there is no best card. Oh, there's a best card. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a this is really great. This is clearly a Rainier Kinesic game. It has all the you know the staples of his games: simple but a very engaging mechanisms um, that uh, are very straightforward, easy to learn. But you know, there's more strategy here than you might think. It's not the deepest game ever, of course, but it's a re- very entertaining game. And the uh, the Way the like we kind of just discussed is the need to do things in descending order with the contracts um, first, the multipliers first creates this really f- kind of fun decision for you of like pushing your luck to the point where it's like ah oh, I've got these two white contracts so those are two multipliers which is huge points if I can get white going but it can be kind of a false flag because if you never get white you're just wasting time worrying about the white column uh and and trying to like make that happen when it might not so you just have to have these decisions of do i just abandon something that seems like it could pay off but might run into a dead end or do i just try to like spread out the point selection across um several expeditions to get enough points however the problem of having too many expeditions is once you start one like alex was saying that's negative 20 points that you have to offset first before you start actually scoring points. So that's something to consider too. I think a lot of games that I've played, uh, my opponent had only like two expeditions and they ended up winning because they it, it they were able to run those up quite a bit. Um, but I've also had experiences where they won with, or I won with um, 
several expeditions and just kind of eked out the win because the cards weren't in their favor. So you have a combination of strategy and luck here, which is really satisfying. Uh, yeah, what's your experience good. playing um, playing uh, Lost Cities? I, I would imagine this is a game Liz would like, right? Uh, yeah, she enjoys it a lot. Um, I would say the first time you play this game is going to be a, a learning experience, and then after that, it's a lot more like easy understanding. Because I, I, every time I play this with someone new, they're always like, "Wait, hold on. All right, if I do this, and then and then by the end of it, I've got like." 36 points and they've got negative 28 points or something like that every time and they're like wait hold on we're playing this <laughs> again i think second. i under like you're you're basically getting used to the deck and how fast things go and you know that whole uh, it's so frustrating when you're just like i want to draw a card first then decide what to play i don't want right, to right. i don't want to play something and then see what i might get i you really want it to be the other way around it's so irritating uh, that it that it goes like that but um, I I really I really like it. There it, there's like a bit of tension. It's a bit of like ooh, you know. I bet they've got that red ten. They are holding on to that. There's no way I wouldn't have the red ten or seen it by now. They must be holding on to it. The deck is too low. I'm never yeah. gonna see it. So I've just gotta just gotta let that pipe dream go and just work on something <laughs> else. And then you draw the red ten after <laughs> the end of that turn, which is how it goes. Yeah, Kinesia is just a master of arranging um, basic mechanisms and structures in the right order, the right timing. That like that like having that play first and then draw your new card really does create a, a ah, it's such a frustrating moment, but it is it is so much fun because then that will happen. You will have there's never that card gonna come. I'm never gonna see it. Play another card, and there's the card I need it. <laughs> like what are the odds of that happening? A lot, and it happens a lot. It's frustrating, <laughs> but it's also very fun. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is a uh, uh, just for playing time. It, I'd say I don't know, like twenty minutes, probably. Yeah, about Once twenty you get minutes. Used to the game, and it's it's and very about fast. five minutes of that is you trying to add numbers in your head. So, uh, <laughs> right. yes, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Like, listed at thirty okay, minutes. Hold on, if I got a negative thirty, multiply by two. <laughs> is it? Uh, all right, I'll hold on to that number in my head, and then this one. Oh, uh, sixteen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Use your phone calculator like a normal person. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> yeah, the 10 minutes of it are just uh, crunching the numbers at the end. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a quick game. It's very, very engaging. This is a game that I think you will probably play several several rounds of. And I, there's something about this game, too, that I feel more than other games that, um, like, for instance, Deep Sea Adventure... Uh, I like Deep Sea Adventure, and I like, I like playing that a couple rounds. But after a couple rounds, I, I'm probably done and ready for something else. This game I could actually see playing uh, quite a few rounds if over a course of time. Like You're going to get sick of it after a while. It's the same thing over and over. But the structure is so different, and the luck late plays out differently each time. It does feel pretty pretty fresh, even after like three, maybe even four plays. Um I'd say probably after that you're looking maybe looking for something else, but I don't know. It's, there's something about the way the way the game or you interact with the game that feels like you've got like the 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 theme of archaeologists kind of pushing their luck to get these expeditions run through really is apt here and, and feels appropriate, and it really does feel like you're you know going down this expedition and just trying to get find those cards you need, find the treasure, whatever they uh, whatever they are couched as the cards are. Um, 
And then sometimes it's going to work out for you, sometimes it's not. But it's fun to see how far you can take it. And I don't know, that that was more fresh for me than other games of this um, size uh, and complexity. So what, what are your thoughts about that? Do you usually play a couple or do you play, you know, can you, yeah, can you play this Yeah, I don't think we've while? ever played just one game. You usually play yeah. two. I think we always go like best of three. In fact, I think the rule book even says... First, determine how many games you're going to play. It's just like, oh, oh really? Oh, oh interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never, I didn't read that. That makes sense, though, because it does feel like because there's a certain amount of luck in this game, that can it can go in your favor for sure. And so it, just after one or two games, you can still be like, yeah, I was, I'm, I don't think you can say like, I'm a pro at Lost Cities. It's like, I'm good at the right. game, but it's also luck is <laughs> very yeah. involved. But the here. thing is, even though I know there's a, a, a bit of luck to it, I never feel like at the end that luck was not on my side. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I think the only times I ever feel that way is like if I never see any of the tens. And those, there have been right, games right. where it's like I saw, I saw the, I saw the white ten, and I saw nothing else, which meant she <laughs> saw every other ten. <laughs> only when that. Other than that, I'm just like no. I think I'm, if I get beat, I got beat fair and square. That's just the way it worked out. I shouldn't have put that down or I should have waited for this type of thing or I definitely shouldn't have put that contract down. What was I thinking? You know, right, right, that's, right. That's it. I always feel like the onus is on me. I, I never even though it feels, the, you know, the luck is obviously there, but I never feel the luck. It's always feel like I could have done something better. So that's I think that's the, the real lovely thing about this game. Yeah, 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 and I, 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 I definitely agree with that. I think that's tr- kind of trying what I was trying to get at <laughs> with my long spiel, <laughs> is that you, you do the luck feels evenly distributed, and even so, it's your it's more of a luck management than being felled or um, victimized by the luck at some point. Like you get to a point in the game, you're like, ah, what are the odds of that? It's okay. Here's what luck has given me. Now I have to choose how to apply this, knowing the odds of what's left and what my opponent probably has. So it mm-hmm. really is satisfying in that way of of manipulating the luck that's out there. And as as it slowly the stack gets slower, lower and lower, you can really have a much clearer idea of what's out there and what they probably have in their hand. Uh, you know, if there's no blues out and you have like half the blue stack done and you're not getting any blues, they probably have all of the blues in their hand <laughs> and they know that they're not getting rid of them because they're not giving them to you because that's a lot of points. So it, so you can kind of uh, it, it really does give you a sense of like being able to offset or understand how the luck is playing out um, as the game progresses. So, yes, very, very satisfying structure. Um, all right, let's say let's talk a little bit about table space. This game is in uh, oversized cards, which is kind of interesting. I, I like I like it, but I think they could have made a smaller version um, just to <clears> be. <throat> they have made a smaller version. <laughs> have they? Oh, I've only in, played the uh, the one. I I didn't know about it until a few minutes ago. They made a Lost Cities oh, to go, acting all high and mighty. Which is, uh, <laughs> I believe they uh, have a smaller version. <laughs> that was that was uh, my way of interrupting. Not not so much of a <laughs> <laughs> point of order. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So they do. I was not aware. Okay, so they do have yeah, a smaller and, and version. I I can't tell from the picture, but it looks like they're like miniature sized cards. Uh, Are you sure which, not just looking at a small picture? I, I don't. I don't know. They look pretty tiny because if, if if I imagine how big the box is, it, they seem like the small ticket to ride cards that you, they have. Is what it seems like. Is how big. Oh, they are. oh, god, that might be too small. 
I hate those that cards. Might... Those cards <laughs> are so annoying. I don't, uh, although I don't it's think a I hate deck, them so. too much. It is a smaller deck. And I'm going to be honest, whenever I play this game, I'm like, God, I wish I had the, they had like a smaller deck size because it does take up a lot of table space because, one, the board is just like, the board didn't need to be anywhere near as big as the board is because it's, you yeah. know, it can hold all five discard decks plus it's got a lot of extra breathing room on it so it's just like you didn't really need so the board itself takes up like maybe if you're playing on a normal like square sized restaurant table it's going to take up like a fifth of the table i feel like and then you have to have these like tableaus on each side of all of your cards that you've played out and they're they're the oversized cards so it takes up a lot of space and you're just like this game shouldn't take up this much space yeah, it's kind of interesting. I feel like this this game came out in 1999, and it sort of feels like they were trying to make up for, like they were worried that a simple game like this would just feel too small, and so they made up for it by making everything really, really big, you know, just unnecessarily large. Um, I yeah, think, the, the, I th- I think huh? part of it may have been the art, is my guess. I think they were just like, oh, because ha- on each of the cars, there's like this like beautiful like kind of panorama thing that's going on where each of the cards is slowly getting closer and closer to whatever your expedition thing so if you're um trying to get to the sphinx or whatever it's you're like in a desert and then it's slightly to the left in the desert and then you're slowly and slowly getting closer to the thing you're headed towards and it's you know kind of like a a sketchbook type art type style ish i'm i don't know how to best describe it but I mean, it's, it's cool art, and it's really interesting to look at. And I think the only reason they made it that big was just to be like, oh, yeah, you can, you can fit this. You can, you, can, you can look at the cool pictures. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because, I mean, today, if they would have made this game, they would have made it a lot smaller. I, it, they, you never really see cards of this size, hardly at all anymore. Because um, yeah. these are kind of like Dixit-sized cards. And... You know, Dix, it's the same thing. The reason the cards are so big is to highlight the art on the cards. This is nothing as abstract, but it's it's also nothing as amazing either. <laughs> so there's no reason to make these huge because, yes, you do maybe glance at the art, but it's not it's not really informing your decision. It's more of just to make the game prettier, and it doesn't need to be that huge. So that that is kind of a check against it for taking out uh, is just the table space because... Um, yeah, it, anyway, but now that you mentioned there's Lost Cities to Go, I looked it up, it's called Lost Cities to Go, and it does seem like it's uh, the the same game, pretty much, although I'm looking at the layout of the main um, player board, and that's slightly different, so I'm kind of wondering... Yeah, things, it's possible there are a few other things, because there aren't as many discard piles, it looks like, and they've like labeled numbers 2, 3, and 4 of each suit with like little map on them yeah. i'm not sure what that means so it's possibly added rules but i with what they give you in to go you could easily play the same exact game so if you right. wanted to Absolutely. you could play the same game but i th- i feel like just looking at that picture i think there are some different rules in play yeah um so anyway that just so you know there are that there's that options there is also a lost cities board game um uh, there is a lost cities rivals which uh, neither of those i have played i have heard Neither of all of them the original is the more, I don't know, the more beloved. Not that these are bad games, but they, uh, I don't know, they're taking the Lost Cities and, and making it into different things, which is not, nothing wrong with that. But um, the original is, is the one that holds up um, the best, as far as my understanding of these games. 
And uh, those are going to be different little layouts, of course, as well for table size and taking out. So uh, I would say if you're look, if you're interested in this game, definitely try out Lost Cities and then look out uh, Lost Cities to go um, as an alternative for taking out. But even with the size of the board and the cards, it's still functional to take out. It just is it just is unnecessarily big and can kind of kind of get in the way depending on what you're doing so it's like for the right situation it's perfect because this isn't a game like some of the others we've reviewed where you can kind of manipulate things in any way you want you really do have to have the center board in the center um or i guess whatever it, it, at an equal distance between the players so they can each lay cards to it and the cards have to go in descending order on the player's side so it's going to get bigger in the in the middle so it's sort of this expanding area um that is, you know, has to be there. It can't just be like distributed throughout the table wherever it fits. Um, other than that, though, I do I, like I was saying before. I feel like this is this lends itself really to to playing and replaying. There's a lot of like highs and lows of the game, and um, like you know, get, drawing that card and getting the exact card you need, and like oh yes, to, you know, whether or not you're ex- expressing that out loud. There's that those moments of of uh, excitement and and joy of getting the having it work out exactly as you want or the frustration of it not working out exactly as you want and them for some reason getting all the tens <laughs> and not and you getting one and that's it but so it really does lend itself to the experience of, of taking out and having a drink or a meal and and chatting over a game it's not too heavy to do that which is which i think is a huge checkbox in the right column um let's see what else what else would you say about pluses or minuses of taking out um other than the the space i don't know it's it it plays quick so if you can usually fit it like at least one game in before your meal comes if you're doing something like that but i don't think i have any other pluses or minuses yeah yeah i also you you know one thing we haven't talked about too much we've referenced that we haven't made like a standard review point is is the the way a game would fit into your evening some game some nights you're going to be out for a long time and some nights you're going to be just going out for a meal or a couple drinks and this i think is 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 good for that um if you're out for a longer night you're probably going to bring another game anyway but i think this is perfect because yeah about 20 minute play time that like you said it's that's the perfect time for waiting for food to arrive or finishing a drink or whatever and you can get a a playthrough that done and then you're most likely going to want to play again because it is such an engaging game and so then you're already into into another round of it um and maybe if you play one more i don't know you're probably done (laughs) you're probably done with your food or your your drinks unless you're going to extend the night into a longer night so this is a perfect i think length of time game for you know hanging out uh, in between rounds or or food so i don't know it just it it lines up very well in that way as well if only they shrunk it in an in-between size between tiny <laughs> tick to miniature and, and exceedingly giant large. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but anyway, all right. So that's, I'd say overall, it's a really good game for taking out. It fits really well with your needs of like time-wise and just engagement-wise of having a conversation and not just being hyper-focused on the game. It really lends itself with the pushing of your luck, the luck side of it lends itself to really exciting moments and then st- frustrating moments but the frustrating moments are not going to be the whole round you'll have your ups and downs throughout a round um in a satisfying way so it's really good there 
your let's go into uh, your mom. Do you think your mom would like this game? <laughs> have you played this game with your mom? I have not played this game with my mom. I I'm gonna say the check against it is I feel like your mom would, is more into like uh, games that aren't just two players. Um, so and this is just a theory. I have no information on this, <laughs> but I would say compared to other to other games. I could see your mom liking this game, but I think it might not be as much of a winner as if it if it were a more than two person player game. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> I I I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, uh, I'm not. It's I'm. It's kind of sitting in the same boat. I'm like she might enjoy the game ish. But there isn't that sense of camaraderie that she would have with all the other because most of the games she likes to play is something where it's like you can you know burst out in cheering or something like. That. This is not one of those games where you're going to be like, yes, I did it. Like there's, it's basically like, all right, great, that's exactly what I needed. That's that's you know. But there, I mean, there's the moments of tension, and I don't know if, how much she'd like the moments of tension. But at the very least, you know, it's like, all right, I play this or I don't play this, and I guess that's the best I can do. And I, I can see her playing it. I don't know if she'd enjoy it. I can't. I can't yeah. tell. But I'm gonna. I'd probably lean towards this isn't her cup of tea. I think at the end of it, if she did play it, she'd be like, I mean, it's a fine game, but I. I don't really need to play it again. <laughs> it's a fine game. <laughs> it's, it's fine, but it's not really. You know, it's not something I want to play. <laughs> with you is how she would end the sentence. <laughs> with, with you, I'd play with anyone else but you. <laughs> Literally anyone. <laughs> Um, I'd, okay. I'd sooner play with the, your dog uh, than, than you. <laughs> In fact, I have played with them, and I am much more. I much enjoy it much more. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I'm I'm aligned. It makes sense to me. All right, let's see. What else could we say about Lost Cities? I I mean, I think we've said it really. Well, this if, is a. If my mom doesn't want to play it, who does want to play it? Oh yeah, there we go. Um, I can't think of anybody. Uh, no, this is a uh, <laughs> once again as a lighter game. If you're if you're not into light games or specifically two player games, these those would be the biggest um, roadblocks I think for anybody. However, as with most Rainier Kinesia based or, or Rainier Kinesia games, even a light game feels like there's more complexity than there than than they might have uh, sensed at first blush. So. I, I would say the biggest holdup is people who aren't into two-player games, head-to-head games. Um, Pretty much, yeah. The, the although I, 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 the uh, the flip side of that though is if if you have someone who wasn't as into two-player games that are more intense in experience. I mean, the the biggest intensity I can think of is like Android Netrunner, or like Magic, or something like that, where it is really tense. This is a great intro because it isn't that tense. It's just it feels mu- it feels light and strategic. But in in a way that doesn't feel like you're gonna be like kicking yourself for doing bad decisions. It's like no, you know, just it's fine. We we're done. We had a good time, and uh, let's do another couple rounds um, to even out the the odds of us of one of us taking it all. So anyway, I'd say it's a good intro game for someone who is hesitant about two players. But if you really are against them, this is probably not the game for you. Um, if you are not someone who enjoys the sway of luck within a game. This might be frustrating, but once again, I still feel like it's handled really well and isn't uh, frustrating in the way that some games, you uh, the luck element of some games can be, where it feels like you're being stymied for no reason. There's no explanation. It's like, oh, I just, that came up for no reason. I was, all my plans have gone 
to crap because of I don't know <laughs> the game decided that this card came up and everyone with glasses loses their cards or whatever <laughs> don't play a game like that that's a garbage game that I just described <laughs> <laughs> don't invent horrible. games on the podcast <laughs> just yeah just for no reason just target someone um, so yeah that's the only thing I can think of negatives can you think of anything else negative wise that would be a hold up for someone uh, negative wise, no. Um, although I, I, I think I agree with most of what you said, other than the tension. I feel like when I'm playing this, I'm, I always have tons of tension because I'm just like, okay, I really <laughs> need, I really need that too. I mean, I can't, I gotta hold out for the six, man. I need, if I don't get that six, I can't, I can't get a positive, whatever. I gotta hold on to it. Um, but also, I'd like to add, if, if like Chuck, you think, oh no, there is not enough tension in this game. You can't. There is actually an expansion you can get called uh, Lost Cities uh, Expedition 6, The Lost Expedition, uh, where you basically add an additional expedition into, like, it's it's uh, where you're going down into a cave to find an alien artifact or something like that. So basically, it's Indiana Jones 4. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're looking for the skulls. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and so it... It adds a whole nother thing of, all right, do I go on this expedition? And then you're like spreading yourself just even a bit more thin, but it makes the game just a little bit longer and slightly more tense. So it's, I, I, we, I think we play it with it maybe like a third of the time, which uh, it, it does ratchet up the tension a bit more. So if you, if, if, if after playing the, the base game, you're just like, you know, I want to, I want to take this up to 11, uh, this, this would do it. <laughs> Holy crap, I am looking at the cards for it. You are basically playing Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. <laughs> it is pretty much the weird alien heads and a spaceship-looking thing. <laughs> um, oh, okay, that's interesting. So what makes it more tense? Is it just the fact that you have like just another expedition option, or is the expedition yeah, it's, played it's the fact that you have another expedition option and the fact that, again, the timeline is extended a little bit, but not so much to really go, all right, I have totally enough time to do another expedition. And it's just... You're really kind of, it's like, all right, before if you felt, you know, I really feel like I can do two, maybe three. Now you're like, I can probably do three, maybe four? I don't know. And so then it's like, you're really kind of pushing your luck a little bit more. And it, it sure. you know, it, 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 it's just like, wait, do I go with this? And then you're getting all different cards. So instead of getting, oh, now I have five colors in my hand to deal with now you have six colors in your hand but your hand is still the same size so it's like you're like oh do i do i go for the gray am i ever actually going to see another higher gray or i don't know it's it's harder to make decisions when you're in your hand if you're going all right i i've i'm spread further thin i'm i'm just adding extra words into these sentences that i don't need to (laughs) you're spreading yourself ipso thinner in your hand if you understand what I'm saying, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, that's really interesting because Kinesia games are so tight. Like they're, I mean, they feel not as like rigid as a lot of other Euro style games. Um, uh, not that this is a Euro game, but like that's it, kind of his wheelhouse in some games. But um, they feel so tight. And so it's really interesting when you add like another extension like that, how it, how it changes the game feel. So I, I'd actually really like to play with that just to see how it feels. Because like you said, the timing is is big part of this game do you have enough time to do the amount of expeditions you want to do within the within the limit of the game and so um adding let's see that'd be 13 more cards um 
Yeah, yeah. I want. I'm gonna. I'd like really like to try that. I'm gonna see if I can get my hands on that. So anyway, um, yeah. Good point though. But if you do want to take it up a notch and have some more restrictions or tensions within the structure, then there you go. Um, all right. Well, let's see. So people who would not like this game, I or I mean, sorry, people who would like this game, I, I think this is pretty broad. It, it would it would lend itself to all sorts of gamers. I think it's a good intro game. I think it's a good game. You could probably have a uh, kids play. I think it's a good game for in-between games, a filler game, and I think it's a good game to start off game night. Um, so I, I would say there's pretty much anyone who's slightly interested in games would probably get something out of this. Yeah. I think I, I tend to think of it as like a classic two-player game that most people don't realize is a classic yet. Or if if they yeah. do, they know this. Like when someone's saying, I'm looking for a two-player game, like – the first things that come to my mind is what well, well there's chess and there's backgammon and then there's lost cities like that's like the third one on my list of and they sure. they've obviously already heard of the first two this is like my first go to try this one out yeah i think that's a good way of putting it it does feel classic like the structure of it is just solid it just feels like really well designed <laughs> and like it's been around forever and it kind of has at this point it's been around for 20 years um so yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. I, I would just second that. You know, that's a, it's a good recommendation. I think you could easily recommend this to anybody, and they would probably be happy with it. And and like I said, for the price point, it's just easy to pick up. It's easy to pick up, yeah. and you'll definitely get your monies out of it or worth uh, out of it um, over a very short period of time. I would say it's a great stocking stuffer, but honestly, I did that, and it doesn't fit in a stocking very well, uh, unless you have very <laughs> yeah. wide stockings. Or if you get the to-go version, I guess, you can take yeah. it a stocking. A teeny tiny version. You can fit a few copies in the stocking at that point. <clears throat> um, all right. Well, great. Well, that does it for Lost Cities. I think it's uh, you can hear where it's a recommend for us for sure. It, it is. I think calling it a classic is the perfect uh, descriptor of this game. It is a classic game with the board game communities. If you've played board games for any amount of time, you've probably heard it referenced at some point. Um, and it is a kind of a standard that uh, some two player games are held to of like just satisfaction and longevity. So it really it really holds up one of those games that's kind of old, but holds up quite well so lost cities check it out and uh, if you guys want to reach out to us as usual you can check us out on instagram at chits and chat and you can also go to our podcast hosting page uh, i'm sorry did i say instagram uh twitter and <laughs> twitter as well it's chits uh, and chat on instagram it's chits and chat yes just to make it more confusing <laughs> twitter it's chits and chat instagram chits and chat just to throw you guys a loop, make it just try them both. Whichever attention. one seems like ours, just go to that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's some guy in like is it Czechoslovakia or something who has chits. And I, it's chat. either Czechoslovakia or like India or something. I don't know. And he's like <laughs> he made doesn't two seem posts. to use it. So maybe if you start messaging him, he'll get back back in the community. So let's bring people together. And uh, uh, so reach out to one of those. Uh, but you can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and go to the Chits and Chat page and fill out the comment form there, and that'll get to us as well. So we would look forward to hearing from you guys. We are just a few episodes away from doing our uh, some our first summation and top five list. Uh, are each going to do probably a top five of what we've been doing so far, of our overall recommendations for the games we've reviewed so far for Taken Out and About With You. So look forward to that coming up. And until then and the next episode, we will see you guys later. Bye.